Bonjour and bienvenue to the Little Bells Francophiles. Je m'appelle Lou and I want to welcome you back to episode 138. That's episode 138 and season five of the podcast that keeps your Frenchy vibes going wherever you happen to be tuning in from around the globe today. In each episode, we usually chat with guests who live in Australia, in France and right around the world and we share ideas for how to stay connected to the Francophile within you. Today, though, I'm going to share some plans for the Ludabells in 2024 as we head into our fifth year of enjoying France together. And I'm also today going to take you on a little road trip with me. More on that in a minute. So in 2024, there are still many ways to stay connected to the Ludabells Francophiles, But it gets even better because I have just launched a new website that has a number of features coming soon. There'll be an online shop where you can purchase my e-guides for road tripping in France, plus some special offers from some podcast guests who you will have heard over the journey with the Little Bells Francophiles a super special members section as well, and I'll be ramping up the YouTube channel, The Francophile Fix, as well as sharing dreamy reels of France on the Ludabelle socials. My hubby, Paul, and I will be starting to make our way through cooking all the fave dishes of previous podcast guests and filming us doing that at home. And given that today we're at episode 138, that is a lot of dishes to cook. So if you want to stay connected to all of that and more, then subscribe to the free Lulabelle's Francophiles newsletter, which will deliver lovely Frenchiness direct to your inbox from time to time. Or follow Lulabelle's Francophiles on the socials. Now. I could almost say that this next thing I'm looking forward to in 2024 is the best ever. Later this year, some Lulabelle's listeners will be joining me for a Normandy retreat at my dear friend Jane Hiscox, Chateau de Jonquet. Jane has curated the most gorgeous itinerary, which I reckon will have your Frenchy vibes fluttering on steroids. It is intentionally, though, an intimate and boutique retreat, so we will be loving every minute with like-minded Francophiles just like me. We now have, though, a super special surprise addition to our retreat with the amazing Molly Wilkinson, pastry chef extraordinaire, coming to take us for a pastry class in the divine Le Cornu kitchen at the Chateau. Now, this Le Cornu kitchen has the same ovens as the Ritz in Paris, so I'm tipping we will bake some divine pastries in those. Molly will just add such a positive vibe to La Cuisine there in the Chateau. She is just like a ray of sunshine, seriously. It's going to be so much fun. So in addition to having Molly come visit, which is absolutely enough for me, we will also be doing a bunch of other great things in Normandy. We will be visiting Jane's favourite French markets. We will also take in the famous seaside town of Deauville with its beautiful long sandy beach and fabulous boardwalk of colourful bathing boxes. And each one is actually named after a famous film star. We'll also head to the delightful ancient fishing village of Enfleur. We will visit a local Benedictine monastery near Jane's Chateau. That was built in 1048 with the unique experience for us there of listening to the local Sunday Mass, which is sung by monks 
and nuns and priests all together. And actually, whether you're religious or not, this will be something unforgettable to immerse in. I have experienced it when I stayed with Jane last year, and it was a most amazing, beautiful, moving experience. Now, that's all before exploring the traditional medieval timbered village that surrounds the monastery. We will, in addition to all of that, have a cooking class with a local French Michelin chef and dine with a Michelin-starred meal. We'll experience the breathtaking views at Etretat on the Alabaster Coast with its little church perched on the hilltop overlooking the sea and its heritage-listed gardens. We'll have an exclusive visit to Chant de Bataille, which is a famous listed chateau owned by one of France's most renowned interior designers with gardens that have been linked to Versailles. So being a French interior design tragic as well as an avid gardener, and I just adore wandering through gardens, I am definitely looking forward to that. And if all that isn't enough, we'll spend time in Rouen, which is the historic and cultural capital of Normandy. Now, Rouen is a fascinating place. It is located on the River Seine, and it has always been significant as even far back as the Romans and the Vikings, because they settled there. Richard the Lionheart was crowned Duke of Normandy there, and he literally left his heart in the majestic cathedral. Joan of Arc was also burned at the stake in Rouen, and there is a beautiful, fairly modern commemoration to her. It is just a beautiful, historic town. And when I was there, every step I took felt like I was drinking in all the years of history and walking in the shoes of those before me. We will shop in the cobblestoned ancient streets. We'll see historic Normandy architecture and gorgeous galleries, which actually have works by the Impressionists that will then take us to another plane where we can dream the afternoon away. So if you were thinking that this sounds like just what you need, then get in touch with Jane by heading to the Little Bells website where you'll find the link to email her in today's blog post or via my link tree on Insta or even just the show notes for this episode. There are still a couple of posies left, but they're nearly all gone, so do not delay. Alors, I mentioned at the beginning that I was going to take you away to France momentarily with me today, and I'm going to do that with a road trip. Now, this is one of the ones that is going to have an e-guide available on the Little Bells Francophiles online store. And this road trip that we're going to dip into is in the same region that we've just been chatting about. Now, last year, I made the journey across the top of France, visiting loads of the little towns of Normandy and Brittany. I went into more detail last season in episode 117, and I will also go into much more detail in the e-road trip guide with more tips on where to go, details and links of where I stayed, and photos of what you might expect to see. Now, I started the trip in Dieppe, and I drove all the way across the north of France. I started this road trip in the village of Dieppe for a couple of very good reasons. I have watched an episode of Rick Stein's Secret France a squillion times where he ate fish straight from the docks in Dieppe and he raved about it so much that I thought I must absolutely go there. But it was also the place 
that was always mentioned in my French books at school, right back when I started high school. So I thought it must be somewhere worthy of a visit. Unfortunately, I didn't find Rick's restaurant recommendation, but it did seem exactly like what I had expected from my school books. So Dieppe is essentially a fishing village and a port town. There's loads of history, including from World War II, like many of the northern beach areas of France, as well as history from much further back in a similar vein to Rouen. These days, though, there are loads of cafes, shops and restaurants and a brilliant boulangerie that I found. Now, the other places of note that I stopped to on this road trip were on Fleur, which is a beautiful old fishing village with striped tops in the stores everywhere, mussels and scallops being the specialty at nearly every restaurant menu displayed out on the street surrounding the old port. I actually had the best mussels I think I've ever eaten ever there. And they were cooked in Normandy cider with Normandy butter and Normandy cream. And I washed all of that down with a bolle of Normandy cedar. Now, a bolle is a little earthenware cup of the local apple cider, and that was unbelievably delicious. So, after Enfleur, I also stopped at Deauville, then Bayeux, where I saw the famous Bayeux Tapestry, which was created to tell the story of the Battle of Hastings and the defeat of the English by the Normans in 1066. So given that the majority of the population at that time couldn't read or write, it was a form of propaganda telling the French version of the battle in pictures. I was absolutely blown away by the amazing work done a thousand or so years ago. Even looking at the linen that it's sewn on, which was obviously handmade, with the precise stitches, it's just an incredible connection to the people of that era. It was just stunning. I then travelled to see Mont Saint-Michel, which I've spoken about a number of times on the podcast, but most recently at episode 121, and quite a while ago with my dear late papa, way back at episode 29, as it was one of Dad's favourite places in France. Then I left Normandy for Brittany and stayed in Saint-Malo, which you can hear all about in episode 119 when I chatted to St. Marlow resident and author, my lovely friend, Catherine Watt. Now, after St. Marlow, I stumbled across the divine town of Dinan, which I highly recommend to visit if you are heading to Brittany. And I'm definitely heading back there to spend more time because it was just that gorgeous. It actually had some kind of magical feel to it and the houses felt like there could almost be fairies living in them. It was just so pretty. And finally, on this road trip, I stayed in the village of Pordick on the rugged Brittany coast before I finished up and caught a train back to Paris from Rennes. Now, I want to describe one little encounter from this road trip, which I haven't yet mentioned here. I stumbled across a surprise en route that really moved me in a way that I didn't expect. So en route from Deauville to my next stop at Bayeux, I found something that will just stay with me forever. If you've heard me talk about road trips before, you will know that I like to avoid the toll roads and find the little magical pockets of country France. So as I was driving along a little back road, through pockets of forests and little villages, I saw a sign pointing to the Jerusalem Cemetery. 
I searched for the cemetery and I got lost for a while, which took me on a gorgeous little route through a dreamy petite hamlet. But when I eventually found the cemetery, I saw that it contained the graves of 47 English and one Czech soldier who died there in World War II. Now, I've been before to the big cemeteries commemorating the soldiers, but there was just something about the intimacy of this one that pulled at my heartstrings that day. There were many officers buried there, but also one soldier. And this is the one that really got me. This soldier was aged only 16, Private J Banks. I thought of my boys at home who are only slightly older than that, and I thought of this soldier's mama at home, poor Mrs Banks, never to see her boy again. I just stopped for a while and sat and I cried. And I thought of how hard that period of history was for for families who were torn apart. Even though the gardens there were impeccably kept and the graves were each decorated with a different flowering plant, I picked a little flower from the roadside and I placed it at the 16-year-old's grave. I kind of felt almost as if I was leaving a flower from one mama in memory of another mama all those years ago. And so whilst it was for Private J Banks, it was also for his dear mother, Mrs Banks. It was a very moving moment on my own, somewhere I didn't expect to see, and it will stay with me always. If you are planning a trip to Normandy at any time, in fact, if you're coming to Jane's Chateau with me, then visiting the World War II beaches, the memorials and the statues of commemoration after our retreat or any time you're in Normandy, really, it's just so important. Make sure if you are going to Normandy that you keep yourself open to finding these tiny magic neighbouring villages and out-of-the-way places like the Jerusalem Cemetery as well. What happened there in Normandy back in the Second World War is something so significant I think, to our Western culture, that it's really important not to forget. But don't exclude the beautiful surrounding areas and little villages, which are absolutely exquisite. You will really miss out if you only stick to those beaches and the war memorials. Make sure you actually immerse yourself in the villages that surround them because they're just beautiful. One other thing I really recommend if you are going to be traversing all of that historic World War II region of France, is do a bit of research before you go. You will find the experience so much more rewarding if you have some context. You're not just looking at names on a plaque. You actually have a bit of understanding about what took place there. I know when I read the books in English and in French, which is a bit of a challenge, but I managed to get through it, All the Light We Cannot See, by Anthony Dorr. I started to feel a much greater understanding of what the story of St. Marlowe was all about because that's where a majority of the book is set. And I wish I had read them before I actually visited there because I would have had a much richer experience, I think. I've done a lot of reading about World War II because it happens to be an area of interest for me and my late dad, so we used to talk about it a lot. 
And therefore, I think I found my visit to that region across northern France quite immersive and much more rich. So that's the recommendation. Do some research, read some books, listen to a history podcast, watch a documentary, even just go and watch some Hollywood movies, but give yourself something to help you connect with the events that took place. And when I go back to St Marlowe, even though the book that I have read is a fiction, it describes so cleverly situations that could have quite easily or are very similar to what probably actually occurred at that time during the war. I think I'm going to have a much deeper understanding and a richer experience for it. So that's just a little tip from me. Now, before I leave you today, I want to ask you a little favour. I hear from Ludabelle's Francophiles listeners quite regularly, but what I'd love to hear is what do you want to know about? What are the things that you would like to hear about in 2024? Not all of you will know, but I have a background as a teacher many, many years ago. And during that time, I always asked the class I was teaching, what do you want to learn about this year? And then I would teach the skills that had to be taught in the curriculum, but we would do it through the topics that the kids really wanted to find out about. And now I want to do that with you. Please tell me, what is it that you want to hear? So drop me a line, lou at lulabellsfrankofiles.com. It may be that you want more dreamy, floaty escapes to France. It may be that you want to hear more stories from chateau owners or people living in France. It may be that you've got particular books that you think we should be reviewing and chatting about. Whatever it is that you want to hear, drop me a line let me know. I'll be fascinated to read all of your ideas. Now, regular listeners to the Little Bells Francophiles will know that in almost every episode, we share music and a recipe. So today, I will share with you my favourite dishes in both Normandy and Brittany. Now, Normandy was the moule in the local Normandy cider, as I mentioned earlier, and in Brittany... My fave was definitely a galette complet. This is a crispy buckwheat crepe which has ham and cheese and an egg in it with the rounded edges folded in to make a square shape. I ordered mine with mushrooms added everywhere I went. I think the best one I had was in a little restaurant on the ramparts in St. Malo, but I also ordered it in Dinan and in a little village near Pordic as well as a roadside cafe near Mont-Saint-Michel, and they were all amazing. So I'll pop that on the website under today's episode number 138 so you can get cooking with that recipe and make one for yourself. Now, the song I want to recommend to you is by the amazing singer, Pom. She has, oh, it's a kind of a haunting style, which I really love when I'm escaping into my own imagination. And this song today is called Dom Merev, In My Dreams. And that's what I feel I'm immersed in when I'm in France. I'm immersed in a beautiful dream, which... I can't wait to get back to in 2024. Alors, c'est tout et c'est la fin aujourd'hui. That is all for the first Little Bells Francophiles episode of 2024. I hope you've enjoyed being transported to France with me today. 
You can join me next time to hear chats with more chateau owners, more French cooks, authors, French jazz singers, historians, some Precont hunters, more Parisian residents and loads of other French stories via podcast chats. To be notified when new episodes are released, subscribe on your favourite podcast platform or follow Lulabelle's Francophiles on Insta. And that's where you will also find lots of my personal French photos as well as some from our Lulabelle's Francophiles guests. On the new LFF website, you can also subscribe to the free Lulabelle's newsletter to keep your Frenchy vibes going with extra Frenchiness delivered straight to your inbox from time to time. For all of the links from today's chat, you can head to the Lutabelle's Francophiles website to blog post number 138. That's episode 138. The website link is in the show notes for today's episode as well. And then come and join me next time on the Lutabelle's Francophiles and together we can escape to our fave destination, France. Au revoir de moi, Louise Prichard. Bonne journée et à bientôt mes amis.